A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello, Hello babies. babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. And Thanks. I'm I'm Joey. <laughs> Joey, how'd you get in here? <laughs> oh, it's it's a long, hard winter. The you know the the weather's really hot, but yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. I hope things get better by start. Joey, oh, Joey, <laughs> you're bringing you're bringing down the energy right at the beginning. Oh, we do not need this. We don't need this. Um, ha- I forgot about Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I I forgot about him right up until when we said our names. It's been a really long couple of weeks since we last recorded. <laughs> yeah, we recorded we- before the Georgia election. Yeah, that's wild to me. And. Re- and and the results were great, but we didn't feel like celebrating them because because <laughs> immediately afterward there was a giant, uh, horrible protest at the Capitol of yeah. Uh, you un, you guys un, know what happened? Un, an unprecedented historical event happened. Um, yeah. How do you react when things like that? Because I I'm always way too flippant, and I'm I'm just immediately like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Like these guys aren't doing anything. They're not accomplishing anything. They're a bunch of idiots. No big deal. This will you know this will pass, and it'll be fine. Everyone's safe. Um, and I think it's just like an intense defense mechanism, but it's very off putting to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. It's interesting that you say that because literally the day before it happened, I was talking to my mom and she was like, I'm really nervous about what's going to happen tomorrow. And I was like, I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. And like, I just sort of assumed that it was one of those things that like MSNBC was trying to freak people out about. Yeah. And like, just because of the 24 hour news cycle. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, it what? (laughs) Um, It it was weird. I think because it was just unfolding so rapidly, I felt like, and it was in a lot of ways kind of a, like, both new and not new, you know? Like, there were a lot of things that happened that were surprising. Um, Not because I didn't think we as a country were capable of it, but just because, like, it just played out in a way that was like, I don't think this has happened before. Nope. (laughs) Um, And, uh... Like, not that I, there, it couldn't have been predicted at all, but just, like, I just felt like I didn't think there was as much value in me sort of chiming in as I do. So, not that I'm like, oh, I always need to chime in. It's a super valuable thing. But every so often when there's, like, a, uh, like, a protest or a civic event or, I don't know, like, a news thing, and it feels like the conversation is focusing on the wrong thing, Yeah, I will feel like, hey, I think I might be able to, like, I would like to steer the conversation in a different direction. Uh, And with this, I was just like, I don't know enough yet. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I don't know how to process this at all. Yeah. There's a, these people look silly. One of them's in a Viking hat. I don't know. Like, (laughs) yeah. like, is this silly? Is this dangerous? Is this both? Like, I would also like to sit in Nancy Pelosi's chair and fart in it. I don't know. That's a. 
Um, but <laughs> this is dangerous. I, yeah, it's really, it was really, really scary. Yeah, um, like the more that was coming out about it, the more it was like, oh, the cops just chewed them in. Some of them did, yeah. Yeah, they like were, the cops like opened the gates and, and then other cops were killed. Like, yeah. it was a very, very upsetting and also like, Upsetting for a number of reasons, but also because, like, that should have been a happy day. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was funny how they filed in and they, like, obeyed those, like, velvet ropes. <laughs> like, they were, yeah, that, like, they were on a tour. It's tricky because there are definitely some really funny things There were some it. really funny things. And just that they went in there and then they just kind of milled around because they were, like, awaiting further... Like, they thought that at that point, like, the military would come in and help them with their coup, but they didn't. And they were just like, and, and there's something very humorous about that, but it's also tied into all these really, really frightening things. And the fact yeah. that a bunch of people almost got assassinated and that five people died, like. Yeah, and now also, like, because so many of our, like, elected representatives were huddled together with, like, other yeah. Republican representatives who weren't wearing masks, like, they have now been infected with coronavirus. Like, that is fucking attempted murder. I don't know. Like, what is up with Republicans? Like, I'm sorry. What the fuck? <laughs> you super spreader How many spreader of them fucks. need to get COVID-19 before they wear a fucking mask? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what their problem is. Just it's 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 a lot. It's, it's a, lot. a fucking it's, lot. It's a lot to it's a lot to intake. I don't have anything smart to say about it. Yeah, uh, I will say. Yeah, you know, read about it from other people. Don't don't wait for our take on it. I mean, to our international listeners, <laughs> hello, hello, we're okay. We're all right, <laughs> sort of. Uh, we're just sort of limping across the finish line here at the end of Trump's presidency. Is what's <laughs> happening in America? We are um, wrapping up Biden in bulletproof bulletproof bubble wrap uh yeah. for the next few days um yeah <laughs> i don't know um and also so i went on one of the big questions i had because it felt like you know it, we were all watching the story in real time was like it was such a it backfired so hard on the people who were protesting for a number of reasons. I think it did, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. Like, because, because, and on the Republican Party. <laughs> yeah, because they alienated, they scared the shit out of the people who they were expecting to stand up and raise objections on their behalf. Yeah. And the PR was terrible. Like, <laughs> no one was on their side. Um, and it then put all of these Republicans in a position where they had to either say, like, it was fine or I abhor them. Like, there was no middle ground there. And it just, like, they just got, like, Kelly Leffler, who had just lost her seat but was voting to, whatever, certify the election results, she was supposed to raise an objection. And as soon as they were, like, fucking storming the building that she works in, and she's no longer running for re-election. She was just like, oh, fuck this. I'm out. I am not raising the objection anymore. Like, anyway, point is, I was kind of confused about how they were responding to everyone's reactions to the attempted coup. Uh-huh. And so I went on a MAGA forum. Oh, great. <laughs> um, Where did you find that? 
Um, I had just been like, well, first I was looking on Twitter for like screenshots to see if anyone had like rounded up any like screenshots of, I don't know, QAnon or like they're quickly getting deplatformed, which is great. Yeah, there were some um, fun um, TikToks from people who had joined Parler and were seeing what the Parler conversations were like. And th- there was something really funny where there uh, a bunch of women, right wing women started the Proud Girls and uh-huh. the Proud Boys were really upset about it. <laughs> They were like, this is our thing. You you guys need to get back in the kitchen. Like, they just freaked out. And it was so fucking oh, funny. Oh, that's so funny. And one yeah. of the proud girls was like a MMA fighter and like, like a female. Yeah, just a hardcore. It was just really funny. I mean, there is something really delicious about watching the infighting on the other side because yeah. it's so it's so stressful to watch infighting on whatever side you think you're on. Yeah, um, yeah. And the left gets accused of that a lot. Yeah, the left left against liberals and, yeah, that stuff gets really nasty. So the range of reactions was so unbelievably dizzying to me on the forum that I went on. There were people who were like, this was not us, this was Antifa. Yeah, which is really funny. Which (laughs) is so, like, and then other people being like, no, this was us and we should be ashamed of ourselves or no, this was us and we should be proud of ourselves. Mm -hmm. There were people who were saying, like, Donald Trump has completely abandoned us and other people being like, no, he has a plan. And people being like, but he basically said there's going to be a new administration. And other people were like, that just means he's going to get rid of Pence. It's going to be Trump and someone else. And that'll be the new administration. And then a lot of people were talking about moving to Texas and then seceding from the union. (laughs) Um, And then other people just started complaining about Austin. And then. Oh, my God. A lot of times people would just be like, I think we need to take the L here, guys. Like, <laughs> and then everyone would immediately be like, this is a liberal infiltrator. And it's like, I said this on Twitter, too, but like the number of slurs that they all use is just like, that's not a liberal infiltrator. Like <laughs> you they have proved their bona fides just by how homophobic and ableist they are. <laughs> like, you should know this is among your ranks. And there are people who are just like, you guys, wake up. Trump has had no plan all year. Like, he has just really screwed up every aspect of this. He's still the best president of my lifetime. But <laughs> just like, they cannot get their story straight. And then there are people who are just like, yeah, like, QAnon people who think there's a plan, mm-hmm. QAnon people who are questioning it or just don't understand, like, what's next. Um, so it, they really seem pretty fractured. Where did you find this forum? Um, I'm like, I hesitate to advertise it, but uh, it was the Donald.win, okay. which I guess was, like, spun off from this Reddit forum called The Donald, which mm-hmm. I guess had originally started to, like as like kind of ironic and then became sincere of course and yeah. like now is its own website and it's really hard to kind of navigate like it's not a super easy like it's sort of modeled after reddit but i couldn't easily navigate it as well as i can on reddit but yeah. then have you ever tried was, to go on 4chan i find it so confusing i never have it's really is it worth it no god no Absolutely yeah. not. I've I've like looked at it and I don't understand how to navigate it. I don't know. Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. It's 
it's I, I don't know how valuable it is to like wade into those things sometimes like I was satisfying a morbid curiosity but at the same time it's like those people are not representative of what most people think yeah in the Republican Party not that that's like I'm not defending the Republican Party I just think it's not I think most people reacted to what happened on the Capitol as at best embarrassing I hope so <laughs> I, I think a lot of people were like, what the fuck? The one thing I will say that they all seemed to agree on on this forum was that the election was stolen and that um, Black Lives Matter protests were worse, <laughs> which is just like, of course, these are the two blatant untruths that you can coalesce around. Yeah, they think um, breaking into a target is worse than breaking into the Capitol building. The Capitol building, yeah. And like doing so for because someone you know was murdered versus a billion a millionaire told you a lie. Yeah. Um yeah. I know That's I know it's, thing, it's not yeah. quite right to compare like a white supremacist riot to a um <laughs> a, like a civil rights uh protest, but it's it is hard not to draw contrasts and comparisons between the two yeah <laughs> and i think everyone i think both sides are are doing that and yeah. uh i understand why it's happening but it's also like that's i, I don't know it's it's fucking complicated but anyway uh <laughs> I, I was gonna take some screenshots but i was like i would have to spend so long just blacking out all these slurs oh my and god and it's so inco- incoherent so i don't know it's been a long couple of weeks you guys <laughs> yeah i cannot we our next episode we will not be in the Trump administration anymore. Oh well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hope not. What if we were? Uh, what if we were somehow? No, don't think about that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, I he, he's, he's gonna be gone. He admitted I, he'll be gone. I think and so. also, did you see that he's refusing to pay Rudy Giuliani's legal fees now? <laughs> this guy's not a good friend. No, he's not a good boss. He's not a good friend. Why are you like allying your, your, you know, why? Why? Yeah, I I feel like I'm I've been trying to, like, have fun the last couple weeks and find funny things where I can and all that. But I also know that as this era, like as the four years of his presidency end, I think that I I'm going to get hit with an emotional bomb yeah. of reckoning with all of the ways that this presidency has <laughs> fucked up my life. And I already fucked know up everyone's lives. I know I'm going to get hit with it because when I like the fact that I started to tear up listening to a Biden speech means <laughs> like <laughs> that means there's some serious shit happening emotionally with me. Like, a, yeah, like, like the fact I, that I, I was moved by Biden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this presidency is the equivalent of just like being on an airplane because you're like wa- watching movies on an airplane. You're yeah. just like, I'm crying at the minions, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just, just they just want the banana. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the wallop. And I think if when I stop and think about like I was talking about it in therapy uh, on Friday of just like taking stock of everything that I feel was taken from me (laughs) and like which is just like even as someone who still has everything they could possibly need was a lot yeah I don't 
feel like my life was really harmed, you know, because I'm in such a, I don't know, I'm in such a good privileged position, but I mean, just the, just the emotional roller coaster of not knowing what he's going to do next and just watching the decisions be made and just feeling like things are going in the wrong direction for everyone. And yeah, just and l- losing faith in other people. Yes. Um, yeah. It changed my relationship to stand up in a big way. Really? How yeah. so? Um, because uh, when your job is to like go around and like look strangers in the eye and try and get them to like you mm-hmm. and you can tell from the way they react to things you say that they voted for Trump. Yeah. There is a kind of a loss of motivation, I would say, in trying to, like, I think that I used to feel like there was a divide that could be bridged if I was good enough or funny enough or accessible enough or just, like, did the work and was undeniable and could find a way into people's hearts. I don't know. I think I really thought that I was doing a good thing by trying to convince people to see my humanity. Yeah. And after the election, that kind of shifted because I think I lost my sense of optimism about what that divide could what bridging that divide could actually do. I totally Be- relate to that feeling. I, I <clears throat> I've lost some faith in the ability of art to change people and I not completely I think it it still matters but I no longer feel like oh certain you know everyone can like watch you know my show or see the art that I put out and it can change the world for the better like I I'm I feel a lot more cynical about that now like I mean just the fact that like I don't know Elon Musk loved Parasite you know I'm just like that just things like that where I'm like oh yeah maybe yeah we really can't count on having the impact that and you know it's naive to think that in the first place but i think yeah but i think there's also like something that you give of yourself to your audience yeah that uh you have to like reevaluate what it's worth to you over and over again um and i will say like when i was first touring at the beginning of the presidency in 2017 i was like going to a lot of blue dots and red states and i could tell that it was helping the people who felt isolated to hear someone loudly say what they had been feeling inside but couldn't say out loud because of how scared they were of the people around them. (laughs) Um, That, I was like, this is valuable. Yeah, it's cathartic. Yeah, but I also didn't want my comedy to necessarily be about that all the time. Yeah, and you don't just want to be like preaching to the choir or just, you know, being like this these are my fans and that's it nobody you know it's not accessible to anyone else it's i don't know it's a hard thing to balance yeah it's tricky i i think it's just made yeah and i mean also like i wouldn't have gotten married if <laughs> trump wasn't president because oh, yeah. the way that they fucked up the healthcare system made it so that we had no time to make the de- like we just didn't have other options yeah so that was like a crazy thing that changed my life. I mean, not in a huge way. My therapist was like, that's good, right? And I was like, honestly, when I picture my life with us not married, it's like, it's still good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> probably, I like being married, similar. but also like, <laughs> I don't think I would feel like something was missing if that hadn't happened. Yeah. So I don't know. But 
Whew, I hope everyone else is uh, taking care of themselves and giving themselves time to uh, reckon with the emotional impact of going through what we're all going through right now. God, I wish it was safe to have a big party on Inauguration Day. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. I... Those kinds of things still feel really far away. I'm like yeah. so, so optimistic about the vaccine, but the fact that like being vaccinated, we don't know yet whether you can give it to another person yeah. after you've been vaccinated is really fucking depressing. Yeah. Like I will feel so much better when I know, like if we find out that being vaccinated means you can't carry it, that will change my life in a huge way. Yes. But right now... It feels like that's Every, still an issue. Everything's still like up in the air. Yeah. But, um, but my dad finally got an appointment to get vaccinated. So that's great. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, my mom is maybe in the next tier because she's not quite old enough yet. But um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My but, parents are still trying. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. To- yeah. It's hard. But some of my like healthcare worker friends have been getting it, which is awesome. And that's great. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for those to get into people's bodies. Uh. Yes, I have high hopes. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking Pete Buttigieg rally. Um, <laughs> I wanted to give an update about the hot sauce because a lot of people were asking me if I could reveal the name of the hot sauce. And yes, um, I I will say also, by the way, we got an I got an email from the King's Hand guy. <gasps> That's right. Who, he heard he heard the podcast. He was really excited to hear us talking about it. And I did tell him what the hot sauce is. He deserves um, it. He, because he of earned all people, it. He deserves to know what the hot sauce is. Yeah. So here's what I decided to do. I'm going to email the company. And I'm going to first, I'm going to ask them, first of all, would they be able to handle the extra people wanting the hot sauce? <laughs> Um, I'm also going to try and get them to guarantee in some way that I will never be without the hot sauce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I also should warn people who are like listening and intrigued. It's really fucking hot. I'm worried like, about this because I'm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna try some, but I'm kind of worried. It maybe it's do too you spicy. like spicy food? Yes. Yeah, I think you will be able to, like, you're going to want to try just, like, a tiny... I'm going to give bottles to Lisa and Rob um, yes. whenever you want. Finally, my um, friendship with you pays off. <laughs> I know. It has been a grueling... Uh, <laughs> really put ten, in my hours. Ten years of friendship <laughs> during which you have reaped no benefit. <laughs> and now you are going to get a bottle of hot sauce that you may or may not enjoy. <laughs> I can't wait. I didn't know you liked things so spicy. I didn't for a long time. I will say, you know, this is something that I learned after being with Peter. Yeah. Peter likes the hottest things imaginable. And I started sort of like gradually introducing more and more spice into my into my repertoire. Yeah. Um, but also that just the flavors are really good in this hot sauce. It's not just that it's super hot. It's also tasty this seems like um, a good time to like start getting into spicier food just because um anything to make you feel anything uh seems <laughs> <laughs> good any any yeah, kind well, of i i will say like i consider myself if not proof like i'm not definitive proof but at least anecdotal uh i'm an anecdotal example of someone who could not handle spicy food and learn to Good. Yeah. And so if you want 
to enjoy some, some more of what the world of food has to offer you. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Okay. I personally think you can teach yourself to like foods. I think you can. Yeah. I've yeah. I've I've taught myself to like spicier things. Yeah. Um so anyway, I think you I think you can handle the hot sauce. But if anyone else is like I need to get this hot sauce but you don't really like hot sauce or spicy things, it's probably not for you cuz you'd yeah. not be able to use very much of it. Yeah. But um anyway, hopefully by the next time we record, I will at least have an answer for you guys as to whether or not I can mention the hot sauce on the podcast. But I will say that the type of pepper that it is made with has a Scoville level of 125,000 to 325,000. That's quite a lot. Compared to a jalapeno, which is like maximum 8,000. That's We're a lot. 325,000 Scoville units versus 8,000. Because I've, so, had, I've had some jalapenos that were a little like, ooh, that was a spicy one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is a lot so, more. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else did you want? Did we want to talk about? Uh, what else is going on? Ooh, I did some tie-dyeing this morning. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm hoping that stays in fashion for longer because I love it. Yeah. I, I, I'm worried about what happens when all of a sudden uh, we're not wearing it anymore. I'm going to, we'll just continue. We'll just make it continue. Um, yeah, I, was, I revamped some old shirts that have faded with some tie-dye. So we'll see how that works out. I'm very excited. That's uh, exciting. We were both trying to watch Bridgerton. Oh, yeah. Bridgerton <laughs> is, I wanted, I, I just have written down on my list of things to talk about today. Bridgerton is stupid. Um, <laughs> it's really stupid. And I've still watched a lot of it. How but much like, have you, how far have you gotten? I was like, man, I'm almost at the end of the season. And then I realized I was only on episode five. Um, (laughs) It feels it it feels like it was meant to be watched at 1.5 speed, like (laughs) which is my criticism of a lot of streaming shows um, (laughs) from certain network. But um, (laughs) it's they make some weird choices in it. And it's just not I think it is suffering because I just watched Harlots, which is like a much better show. Yeah. Um, and it's not quite as like frothy as I wanted it to be. And I think I also don't think this Duke is sexy. Mm-mm. So I, I, that's I, a big issue for me. I'm only like a episode and a half in or maybe two episodes. I don't know how much I watched. Um, but I, yeah, I don't find the sex scene sexy and I'm a horn dog. So that's like a problem for, if, yeah. like I just, I don't know. I just kind of felt, I felt embarrassed for the actors during the sex scenes, which is not a good thing. Yeah, that's not. I mean, I know it's making a lot of other people horny, so I guess I'm happy about that. I guess I'm happy. Them. I'm happy for like, them. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Good for Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Must be nice. Um, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to se- have sex with any of you. <laughs> 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 that this is like your thing. I don't know. <laughs> not because you know you're bad at sex, but just because we're clearly not a match. We're not a good match. Yeah. Um, we've we just been pro- we we just started watching The Sopranos again from the beginning, so that's that's what we jumped to. Oh man, that sounds really good right now. <laughs> it is really good. It holds up mostly. It does I mean, hold, it holds up. I've like rewatched it a couple times, and I never feel like the way I feel watching like like Sex in the City. Like there's just so much about it that you're just like. I think maybe it's because like even though there are a lot of regressive attitudes in The Sopranos, they feel like. 
they're not pretending to be cutting edge. Yeah, and it feels like it's casting a critical eye on these men for being the way they are. Yeah, it's not like, it's not saying like, it's like the voice of the characters and not the voice of the show. Yeah. Whereas like with Sex and the City, it felt like they were like, yeah, we're saying bisexuals don't exist. Yeah. Like, that doesn't feel like what's happening with The Sopranos. It's like, just because Tony doesn't treat women like people doesn't mean the show doesn't treat women like people. Yeah. Not saying that it's, like, the best, but it's not still, perfect, it's like, yeah. You're still like, Dr. Melfi's a good character. Um, she's anyway. a really good character. I love her. She's a re- pro- really bad therapist, but... <laughs> <laughs> really problematic therapist <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, we should probably uh, take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will do Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben Chunch. Hell yeah. Do not go away. <laughs> hey, do you need to unwind and chill out after a long day of Zoom calls and changing in and out of different pajama pants? Do you need some new ideas about how to chill out? Uh, Or maybe you just want to get out of a funk and start feeling like yourself again? Reset and reconnect with yourself with Dipsy. Listen, right now, it's hard to take time for yourself. It's hard to relax, but you deserve it. And guess what? Self-care doesn't have to be boring. It can be sexy. Yeah, baby. I like how with this app, uh, well, I should say Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. And I like how you can search uh, for different things you're into. Like you can... Search for gay stories, straight stories, uh, threesomes. You can search for stories with British voices if you're into that. It's very fun. Yeah. Uh, A lot of different things that you are into, they will cater to. Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. They also have wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. It's just basically a way of uh, guiding the stuff that happens uh, between your ears, uh, which for a lot of us is kind of the only privacy we have anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And I like it. It's a little spicier than your normal like meditation app, (laughs) which I tend to get bored with. It just got more variety. Yeah. 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 Most meditation apps are just like for the one thing that you want to make your mind do. Yeah. Uh, This is for a lot of other things. Uh, and for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash geniuses. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash geniuses. Dipsystories.com slash geniuses. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talking about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Chunch. 
When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, fine wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch. Chunch. Chunch chat. Welcome to Chunch Chat. I've got a good one. Um, oh, well, Martha got vaccinated, so that's good. We're happy yeah. about that, first of all. Um, and then- I keep forgetting how old she is. <laughs> I do too. I don't know. I think I, I was like, should she have got? Oh, right. She's like seventy or eighty or something. She's she's in her seventies, I think. I haven't checked yeah. in a while. Um, also, this feels like something we should both know off the top of our heads. I don't know. I forget. She's timeless. I'm um, looking it up, but continue. On the on the day of the Capitol building riots, she posted uh, an image of two women riding her Frisian horses. It looks like her trainer is one of them. And I don't know who the other person is, um, two young ladies. And she captioned it, a crisp and cold, but bright and beautiful day for a ride. Rins and Bond love this weather and want to stay out all day and night. Frisky. Um, <laughs> and everyone commented like, read the room. Uh, Martha, there's a coup happening right now. <laughs> like, are you riding to the Capitol building? Like just all that kind of thing. And so she updated her caption. Um, she added a, a period to the end of frisky kind of to instead make it, of an exclamation mark. Yeah, to make it a little, yeah. well, it, it had no. Just to be like, this is a somber moment, actually. Yeah, <laughs> she wanted to bring it down to a little more sober place. Um, and she wrote, and by the way, I am as informed as any of you, but I can still find time in a day, even a day as sad and depressing as this day, to tend to farm and business and still discuss with family and friends the state of the union. <laughs> And I just, I think it's really funny that people were like, I'm disappointed in you. It's like, why the fuck do you follow her? She has a, yeah. she has a whole house for her basket collection. What do <laughs> yeah. you expect? You- She's not who you follow for your sort of super class conscious no. uh, Instagram convos. Like, I, I get that, her- yeah, maybe she should have read the room, but also like, no, wh- don't waste your breath on the comments. I don't, I don't want her to be in touch. Like, <laughs> I hate celebrity. I don't like it when celebrities feel like they're just constantly like, you know, raptoring their way into like trying to seem the most possible wokeness or whatever. You know, it's like, I mean, if that's your brand and that's who you are authentically, then sure. But that's not who Martha is. No, she's not going to be your person for that. That's not why we follow her. Yeah. And also, like, I don't think I need her to pay as close of attention either. And also Maybe she, I'm being ridiculous, but, like, I'm, like, she's on a fucking farm. Like, it's a picture of her on a farm. Like, she's 79 years old, by the way. I just looked it up. Ooh, yeah, she's getting so, up there. Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, I I get the criticism for sure. Um, and there were definitely some other people posting some shit where I was like, what the fuck are you doing? But yeah. Martha Stewart's not top of my list for people who should know better. No, she's a snooty bitch. That's her whole deal. And also... I like it makes it more pleasurable for me when she does let leak something about how much she hates Donald Trump. Um, Yes. Like, you know, she she's aware she's she's keeping abreast of the news. (laughs) Yeah, she's excited that guy's going to be gone. She is. Um, Um, I had one more uh, thing in this realm of celebrity horse news is that Chrissy Teigen uh, has started taking riding lessons. Oh, that's exciting. It is exciting. She wrote, my therapist says I need something that I do for just me as I have absolutely nothing currently, LOL. I would disagree with that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Disagree that she has absolutely nothing. Um, Kind of a weird thing for her to say. Uh, Was she being tongue in cheek about that or I don't know? 
I think I think she meant in the context of like nothing that's just for her. Per- that's private. like private. Uh, yeah, which I yeah. I get, but also I'm like you probably you had a decorator put like 40 Christmas trees in your yard. Like you, you're doing pretty well. Um, yeah. But but she has started writing and she uh, did that thing that I find really amusing, where she immediately went out and bought like the fanciest horse stuff. Just, <laughs> she she got like the six hundred dollar knee boots and she's like did this whole thread of her having trouble like putting them on because they're really hard to put on and she got the really fancy breeches with the belt and the like sporty shirt and I'm like girl you're not going to the world cup like you can just throw on some yoga pants and like <laughs> throw on some blundstones like you don't need to wear that stuff but I just find it amusing um, yeah but she, she looks I like great. that that's sort of my vibe I mean I don't go with the fancy stuff but I definitely buy way too much gear the second I start doing something new I know. I love gear. Yeah. <laughs> it is really fun. It's really fun. It really makes you feel like you're going to be able to do the thing. Yeah. It's like, Chrissy, just get some paddock boots and half chaps. It's way more comfortable. Um, yeah. For all of you who are starting riding, just go with that. It's easier. Um, does that conclude Chunch Chat? It does. That concludes Chunch Chat. We'll be right back with one on fun. Latha, I should probably ask you first because I've made you go first a lot recently. That's true. I was more prepared recently. Today I'm not. Yeah. Um, I'm just like looking around my desk. Like, do I have a pen question for Lisa? <laughs> That's, uh, what about how do you feel about lint rollers? No. Oh, I do um, like them. I was just using one the other day. Uh, I wish they were more powerful against dog hair. I was hair. just going to say, like, do you wish they were more powerful or less powerful? I wish they were more powerful. More powerful because dog hair is just really hard to get out of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Oh, Emily. If you could, if you had to change the standard of what people eat on their birthday from cake to something else, what would you change it to? <laughs> birthday. Let's see. What would you have to eat on your birthday? It's hard to get away from the whole dessert thing because that really feels like a special treat. Yeah. Um, but what if it was something savory? What if you had to eat like a pot pie on your birthday? <laughs> I was just thinking my choice would be pot pie. I mean, doesn't or it just feel- pie because then you could just make it savory or sweet depending on what the person wants. Yeah, I mean, it would be great if it was like a sweet potato pie or like, but yeah, pot pie sounds is funny to me because it does feel like a treat, <laughs> but it's also just like a dinner. Yeah, I think one one thing that would be nice about that being the standardized birthday thing is then we would have specific more specific pot pie bakeries and that would be i would have more access to more pot pies because as a vegetarian i let me tell you i don't have access to a lot of good pot pies yeah i have to make them and i'm yeah, not I was good just, at making i was them. wondering that if a vegetarian pot pie is good I some of it, them are it could be yeah yeah um maybe if you use a lot sure. of a lot of like mushrooms i think would make it yeah or like veggie chicken yeah. You know, you can kind of fake it pretty well if you're using the right ingredients. 
Um, and like, you know, use some like really savory, like gravy, like there's this really good vegetarian gravy. That's like the main thing that makes pot pie good. Um, but, uh, and I've had really good vegetarian pot pies. There's also some good like broccoli and cheddar pot pies. It's like, that's a winning combo. That sounds Um, so good. Oh my God. Yeah. But they're just not widely available. So yeah, I would like that. Okay. Now you ask me a question. Oh boy. Okay. Um, if you had to receive a bucket of candy right <laughs> now what kind of candy would you pick you can only pick one kind one bucket of candy yeah gummies gummy what um oh i guess if i could yeah like it would be cool if um the entire bucket was just like different animals like every gummy was a different animal oh yeah but is it like, are they like more like gummy worms or are they kind of sour, like Sour Patch Kids, like that kind of gummy? More like gummy worms. Cool. I like and, gummies. And they're vegetarian, hopefully. Gummies are good. I don't like jellies. What's the difference? You know, like gummies have a little bit more bite. To, you know, it's a they little like more. bounce. Yeah. Whereas jelly, you just kind of, it's just soft inside. You just sink into it. Yeah. I don't like those yeah, very much either. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like the ones that stick to your teeth. They all stick to my teeth. Gummy worms don't really stick to my teeth, but but the ones that are really like gummy, gummy, yeah. like gum-ish. Yeah. Well, that concludes well, one on fun. We did. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Wiki of the Week. Wiki of the Week. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. Um, This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by our good friend, Jacob Mallet. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. Happy to hear from you. Happy to hear things are going good. Yeah. Um, What is is this one again? It is the Wikipedia page (laughs) for Fascinus. Fascinus. Spelled F-A-S-C-I-N-U-S. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> In ancient Roman religion and magic, the fascinus, or fascinum, was the embodiment of the divine phallus. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> the word can refer to the phallus, effigies, and amulets, and to the spells used to invoke his divine protection. Pliny calls it a medicus invidae, a doctor or remedy for envy, uh, uh, or the evil eye. Pliny. Is that Pliny the Elder? Wow, it, I, it, it must is. be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, wow. So it's like a little penis necklace that you wear to keep yourself from being jealous of other people. That's great. There's some little examples here of, of little yes. dick jewelry in bronze. Um, Highly top- recommend checking out the pictures associated. There's like, yeah, bronze penis necklaces as well as like st- stone carvings. Um, one has and, a fist on one side and a phallus on the other. It looks like tits in the middle, but I can't tell. Maybe they're balls. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one's yeah, that one's a little confusing. That um, one's wild. And then, uh, there's one that is uh, one from Pompeii that is like a penis with wings and also a tail that is also a penis and also hooves. Beautiful. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Etymology. The English word fascinate ultimately derives from Latin fascinum and the related verb fascinare, 
to use the power of the fashionists, that is, to practice magic, and hence to enchant or bewitch. So anytime you say that's fascinating, you're basically saying, like, you have used the power of the magical penis to compel me. Yeah, you're you're dickmatized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Catullus uses the verb at the end of Carmen 7. A hendecasyllabic poem. What does that mean? That is... Hendeca? Hendeca? So, like... Oh, a line of 11 syllables. Okay. Interesting. Um, poem, addressing his lover, Lesbia. He, <laughs> he expresses his infinite desire for kisses that cannot be counted by voyeurs, nor fascinated or put under a spell by a malicious tongue. Such bliss, as also in Carmen 5, potentially attracts invidia. Also known as envy, a looking upon. Mm. Um, Feseni... Fessanine verses, the satiric and often lewd songs or chants performed on various social occasions, may have been so named from the Fascinum. Ancient sources propose this etymology, along with an alternative origin from Fessenia, a small town in Etruria. Etruria. Public religion. Uh, the Vestal Virgins tended the cult of the fashionist Populi Romani, the sacred image of the phallus that was once one of the tokens of the safety of the state, Sacra Romana. It was thus associated with the Palladium. Roman myths, such as the begetting of Servius Tullius, suggested this phallus was an embodiment of a masculine generative power located within the hearth, regarded as sacred. When a general celebrated a triumph, the Vestals hung an effigy of the Fascinus on the underside of his chariot to protect him from invidia. I don't, so you they're think, basically like, you're so powerful, we're going to give you truck nuts so that people aren't jealous of you. I thought that people had truck nuts to make others more jealous of them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, look at these big fucking truck nuts. Don't you wish you had nuts like these? I mean, it feels very like maybe yeah. it's, it's kind of changed the, the meaning of it. Well, I also think the way they talk about envy makes me think that it's like it's fine as long as it doesn't harm you, like as long as people aren't casting the evil eye on you because of what you have that, you know, like this is protecting against whatever negative, it's maybe not stopping the envy, but stopping the negative effects of it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Augustine, whose primary source on Roman religion was the lost theological works of Marcus Terentius Varro, notes that a phallic image was carried in procession annually at the festival of Father Liber, the Roman god identified with Dionysus or Bacchus, for the purpose of protecting the fields from fascinatio, magic compulsion. In, in quotes, uh, Varro says that certain rites of Liber were celebrated in Italy, which were of such unrestrained wickedness that the shameful parts of the male were worshipped at crossroads in his honor. For, during the days of the festival of Liber, this obscene member, placed on a little trolley, was first <laughs> exhibited with great honor at the crossroads in the countryside, and then conveyed to the city itself. In this way, it seems, the god Liber was to be propitiated in order to secure the growth of seeds and to repel enchantment from the fields. Wow. This guy's really mad about a penis parade. <laughs> As a divinized phallus, uh, Fastinus shared attributes with mutinous tutinous. <laughs> what? That's a phallic marriage deity um, whose shrine was supposed to date from the founding of the city and the imported Greek god Priapus. Oh, really good name. Mutinous Tutinous. Mutinous Tutinous. <laughs> He's the rudinous Tutinous uh, <laughs> deity. <laughs> uh, new section as a magic symbol. Phallic charms often winged were ubiquitous in Roman culture. 
That's tight. Uh, Appearing as objects of jewelry, such as pendants and finger rings, relief carvings, lamps, and wind chimes. (laughs) Bassinus was thought particularly to ward off evil from children, mainly boys. (laughs) I need this. Oh, my God. I need this to protect me from evil children. Yes. Uh, And from conquering generals. The protective function of the phallus is usually related to the virile and regenerative powers of an erect phallus, though in most cases, the emotion, shame, or laughter created by obscenity is the power that diverts the evil eye. I love that idea. That is great. It is powerful Penises are so funny that they repel evil. That's wonderful. we're we're supposed to laugh at them. I love that. So obscenity is good. (laughs) Obscenity is not evil. Obscenity repels evil by making us laugh. This is the founding... um, principle of my life (laughs) and yes the roman empire crumbled uh but i I think that this was one of the good uh (laughs) but not because of this (laughs) not because of this this was a good part that that was this was the glue that held it together Um, yeah there are very few roman images of people wearing a phallic charm vero notes the custom of hanging a phallic charm on a baby's neck and examples have been found of phallus bearing rings too small to be worn except by children uh-huh. A 2017 experimental archaeology project suggested that some types of phallic pendant were designed to remain pointing outwards in the direction of travel of the wearer in order to face towards any potential danger or bad luck and nullify it before it could affect the wearer. Other symbols. So if you go around a corner, you have to like take your phallus charm and like c- turn it. Like a <laughs> Be like, I'm going around this corner. Protect me around here. <laughs> Um, (laughs) other symbols have been interchangeable with the phallus such as the club of Hercules the victory of the phallus over the power of the evil eye may be represented by the phallus ejaculating towards a disembodied eye (laughs) yeah it it certainly could be represented by that Um, this this motif is shown in several examples of Roman art for example the motif is known from multiple relief sculptures from Leptis Magna in present day Libya as well as several instances on Hadrian's wall Hadrian's wall covered in cum. Um, <laughs> Hadrian's wall of cum. <laughs> a first century BC terracotta figurine shows two little phallus men sawing an eyeball in half. Oh, wow. Wow. This is the fist and phallus amulet was prevalent among soldiers. There, these are phallic pendants with a representation of a usually clenched fist at the bottom of the shaft, facing away from the glands. Hmm. So it's like instead of a nutsack. Um, several examples show the fist making the manus fica, or fig sign, a symbol of good luck. The largest known collection comes from Camulodunum. Some examples of the fist and phallus amulets incorporate vulvate imagery as well as an extra apotropaic device. Hell yeah. What does apotropaic? Oh, apotropaic magic is a type of magic intended to turn away harm or evil influences. So, so it's yeah. like the evil eye. Yeah. They added some vulvas in there just to turn away even yeah. more evil. That's cool. Hell yeah. Um, there's a bass relief of a legged phallus ejaculating onto an evil eye from Libya. This is a cool image. It kind of looks like the dick is ejaculating an eye. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's weird. Um, it looks like the dick has a dick. <laughs> Yeah. Confusing. Uh, there's were, like, yeah. They were there's still sorting also, some things out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the pictures that they use, like three of them are from the UK. One's from Libya. One's from Italy. Um, yeah. There I, were uh, dicks all over Europe. They're all over Europe, and I love it. Um, I love it. 
There's a bunch in Pompeii. Um, this is a great Wikipedia page, and I'm really happy that I got to see it. Good one. Um, yeah. Uh, I, does that conclude Wiki of the Week? I think it does. Wow. Wow. This just I, I just want to say, like, I feel like there's so much cultural appropriation and of, you know, like white people taking stuff from other cultures. And like, this is white culture and we need to celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is that wrong? <laughs> it's just one of those things where I'm just like, we could just be making penis sculptures instead. We don't have to steal from other people. Yeah. Are penis sculptures like just kind of a universal human thing? They're not really tied to anyone. Maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there are examples in many, many different cultures. I know that there's like definitely some in, you know, Asian cultures and stuff, but. Mm -hmm. And African probably too. Um, Yeah. Well, that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? I learned that uh, the word fascinate maybe has some ties to to these dicks. It means dickmatized. Yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. I am very fascinated by that. Um, And I learned, um, I guess I learned this prior to this episode, but, you know, you've been talking about Martha Stewart's horse, Rins. It's spelled rinse, like R-I-N-S-E. Which I just like, I'm sure it's pronounced Rins, but like, it's just really funny that she has a horse named Rince. I've also seen it written with a Z. She is continuing she just, to <sighs> to spell her horse's names all kinds of different ways. And also, may I say Bond, her new horse, his name is also Bindert. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bindert. I love that. I love it. Yeah. It's I mean, confusing. like animal names like don't need to be spelled one way. I mean, that's the whole point of that segment, I think. But like, yeah, I feel like. <laughs> that is the point good. of that segment. <laughs> The other day, Peter was like, we're changing out Alan's name to Alverp or something like. Alverp! <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but he was like, yeah, I'm like, he'll answer to that. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say that um, I had a new uh, weird couples bit to mention. Oh, yeah? Um, it's one of my favorite things that Adam does. He has this bit where he suddenly claims that he's doing Inktober. And <laughs> and then I say, but you you haven't drawn anything. What are you talking about? And then he goes on like a tirade about how I'm gatekeeping and how <laughs> Inktober's whatever you make of it. And I can't tell him he's not doing Inktober right. Uh, and it just like and he'll just it, he doesn't do it during October. He does it like he did it like a week ago. Like he just and it really makes me laugh. Oh, that's pretty funny. It's one of my faves. Um, should I do butt pics? Oh, yeah. Let's do butt pics. It's been a while. Yeah. We've got time. Uh, Okay, here's some butt pics. Um, Someone sent us a butt. They said, I'll attach a butt pic I took specifically for y'all. I've been trying to work out and bulk up during quarantine, and it's made my ass unexpectedly bigger. I'm trying to embrace it instead of being insecure about it. I even put on fancy red lighting. And may I just say, you have a phenomenal butt. Yeah. Whatever you're doing workout-wise, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, Keep it up. It looks awesome. Very good. Um, Very good. Uh, sometimes you guys send us child or baby butts and they are cute, but I will not describe them. We will only describe <laughs> consenting adult butts. <laughs> Just want to mention that. Um, and animal butts are, butt. I'm fine with. I'm fine with them. I will, usually won't describe them, but I don't mind yeah. seeing them. I think they're cute. Um, here's a cosplay butt pic. Uh, this person's cosplaying as a casual Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Cap- Capitan Marvel. <laughs> 
I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, and they say, I love the way my butt looks in these high-waisted jeans. And yes, mm, very good. Hey, wait, is Carol Danvers Captain Marvel's alter ego? Yeah, but they wrote Capitan Marvel. <laughs> I don't know if that's something else <laughs> or if they're just being funny. Maybe that's just a misspelling. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. But it looks good. The jeans look great. Um, and then here's one. Hi, guys. I'm a longtime listener. Here's my punk little butt after all these years. <laughs> they're, they're lifting up like a plaid uh, skirt to show their butt. It's pretty sexy. That's a good butt. I'm into it. I'm really into it. Um, thanks, you all, for your butt pics. I really like them. Yeah, I really appreciate them. You can continue to send up them to us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. And that's the same place where you can send us wiki links or other stuff. Yeah, why not? And, fan mail, um, companions. Uh, we, we have gotten fan art of uh, Joey, which <laughs> is yeah. great. And we would be happy for more as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, what did you learn today? Um... <laughs> Your turn. Yeah. Uh, I guess since you forgot about me, I guess I learned that I was right that I suck. (laughs) Well, I can't argue with that. Uh, All right. Thank you to everyone for listening. Please continue to rate us five stars on uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts or whatever. Um, Thanks to our producer. Sorry, I interrupted you. (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, Thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for doing our music. Nate Heller. Um, Follow me online. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller and at Emily's Garden Show. I'm at Lisa Draws on Instagram and I'm on TikTok. Uh, Oh, I got to get on there. I think I'm Lisa Hanawald on there. I think. I think I am. Okay. (laughs) I'm working on it. And And goodbye. Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. (laughs) Wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch, catch the wave! MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.